Having grown up in San Diego, a city with around 1.4 million people, I was shocked when I discovered that the Republic of Montenegro had less than half of San Diego's population. I was fascinated to learn that I myself am older than this country. After the fall of the Soviet Federal Republic of Yugoslavia in 1992, two member states, the Republic of Serbia and the Republic of Montenegro, maintained their political status as the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia, which later transformed into the State Union of Serbia and Montenegro in 2003. Then, the Republic of Montenegro gained independence and seceded from their political union on June 3, 2006, which makes me older than Montenegro by one year, two months, and 28 days to be exact. Considering the small population, I was very excited to meet my new friend from Montenegro, Dunja. My friend Dunja continuously described how Montenegro is geographically blessed with an incredible coastline and majestic mountains that would be covered in snow during the winter season. She even explained how in some parts of the country, one can find themselves surrounded by mountains while swimming in the ocean. However, despite having incredible nature and delicious food, Dunja is worried about how many young people do not foresee a future in Montenegro, which is resulting in hundreds of Montenegrin citizens wanting to move abroad. I honestly think that unfortunately young people are not going to do anything, you know, good for this country. I think a lot of them are go are, are trying to go abroad. And I think uh, like the other half are just going to stay with this government or, you know, uh, the former president is going to try to like buy them and buy, buy their votes. And I think it's always going to be just like fighting with government. And I think young people are not really interested to do anything about this country. They just gave up. Hello everybody, you are listening to Evan Worldwide. On this podcast, I'm going to take you on a journey around the world. You will hear young people's perspectives on culture, conflict, and cuisine. So let's go. So my name is Dunja, I'm uh, 19, and I'm from uh, Podgorica, which is the capital of Montenegro. My first question is, uh, would you say that there's a lot of conflict in Montenegro? Well, honestly, I, I would say uh, there is. Well, it's all because of our history, you know. Uh, for the long time, we were like the Turkish colony, and we uh, fought for uh, like a long period uh, with Turkey, you know. And then after that, um, there was Yugoslavia. It was uh, like a big country. It was Montenegro, Serbia, Bosnia, Croatia, uh, Slovenia, Macedonia, Albania. Uh, when the president of Yugoslavia died, it uh, fell apart. And then we had the uh, uh, bombing around uh, uh, NATO, NATO. They bombed Serbia and uh, they actually um, were like, they told the president of Montenegro to like give them permission to go to Montenegro and then go to Serbia. And if the president of Montenegro didn't allow them, they would bomb Montenegro. So the president allowed them and then they bombed Serbia. And Montenegro got uh, independence uh, in 2006. So it was like really late. But uh, yeah, and today actually we have a lot of conflict, conflict today also because of the government. Last summer, the government changed, the president changed. And when the new government came, uh, they uh, saw that the country is in a lot of debt. The last president of the government, they like took a lot of money 
And actually, our airline company was in a lot of debt. We, we had an airline company that was called uh, uh, Montenegro Airlines. When new government came, uh, they told the news that uh, it is in debt in like, I think it was like $15 million and they had to close uh, the airline company and we didn't have our airline company for like, I would say six months. Now we have a new one, but I don't really think that it's, uh, I think that like uh, some Turkey man knows it, that it's not really like ours, but yeah, that's the situation now. And we have a lot of pro- protests because of the government, because last government that was in charge was here for 35 years. For 35 years, the same man was the president. And when that changed, you know, there was a lot of like protests that were like really dangerous, you know? So yeah, I would say there is a lot of conflict. I'm just curious, considering like Montenegro got their independence in 2006, where were you born? Were you, would you, were you well, born in Montenegro or were you born in like Yeah, <laughs> no, uh, in that time, that was Serbia and Montenegro. That was the name of the country, Serbia and Montenegro. And then in 2006, it, it was just Montenegro. So yeah, I was, well, Montenegro was always, you know, country in Yugoslavia, there was Montenegro, you know, but it was inside mm-hmm. the Yugoslavia. So, yeah. Okay, okay. And then I wanted to talk about the government. Is it like corrupt? Uh, I would say it is, especially uh, like the last president that was here for 35 years. Uh, They all called him like thief. You can find like videos in like uh, in the government where they're uh, they're, uh, like all the people are shouting at him, you're a thief, you're a thief. In front of his home, like uh, people would come and shout at him because it is true that he's a thief and he also like buys votes, you know. especially uh, with young people that you know just turned 18 and uh, he like promises them you know a job and school and yeah I think it's corruption and also because of you know he buys votes he he like promised people um, jobs and everything when the when he like was cancelled a lot of people lost their jobs my uh, like school principal was also lo- lo- she lost her job because she was actually there because of him because of the president that's crazy that your principal lost her job because like the president left i wanted to go back to those protests that you were talking about were those like violent like did a lot of people die from the protests no no Nobody died, but they were violent, you know, uh, police did like, they would uh, like beat a- anyone. Police was so, so intense that they would like yell and beat an old lady. Also the, you know, uh, citizens, they, they were re- really violent, you know. We have also a lot of conflict because of the church. Our churches are, they're actually built by Serbians. They're like Serbian Orthodox churches. The last president wanted to tear them apart because they're not, you know, Montenegrin, they are Serbian. Uh, a lot of people were like no that's like uh, our relig- religion you can uh, do that and there are a lot of protests because of that and i would say when corona came uh, the protests were sh- shut down because of corona you know we couldn't like go out so corona like saved us a little bit i would say wow so basically like those serbian churches the president wanted to take down because they yes, not because they're serbian yeah because they are serbian you know oh, wow and then like what would have happened if they if the president did remove those churches uh i mean like uh, people were already very, very mad. Like on the news every day, you had uh, like protests. And I think that uh, uh, he, he like did say that he would do, uh, do it, but I think he just uh, wouldn't be able to do it because of the people. I think they would destroy him, you know? So, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. But it's kind of, it's interesting. You said that like COVID kind of saved that situation. 
Would you say? Yeah, because they, people they they couldn't like go out, you know. Yeah. Uh, so everyone stayed home peace, peacefully. But you know, uh, there is a really big problem be, uh, between you know Serbians and Montenegrins. Like Serbians, they would say that everything is Serbia, you know, and then Montenegro people are like, no, it's not. We are Montenegro. We are in a different country. You can uh, say that, and uh, there is a lot of conflict between both of them. So, it, so I would say that Serbia has the same like political problems as we do. Do Montenegrins get along with Serbians or not really? Uh, not really, not really. But also there are a lot of like people that has uh, heritage in Serbia and, and they, but they live here, you know, and uh, they would be like, no, this is Serbia. And then there would be fights between, you know, people that live in Montenegro, like, you know, no, this is Montenegro, this is Serbia. So yeah, we have problem with that also. Mm, gotcha. Okay, okay. I want to go to the next question. And it kind of relates a little bit to when you were talking about the police brutality in the protests. And you were saying that like some of the police officers would like attack women during the protests. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, they, they like uh, also would throw like those like a little like gas bombs, you know. And uh, we have one uh, one city that is like uh, it's a really like small city. And uh, when the protests were there, were there like uh, police would throw so many gas bombs that on the news they said that it's dangerous to live there because of the air, you know, it's full full of gas, so it's dangerous like to live in that city. It was dangerous to live there for the next two or three days because of you know uh, the air was polluted. Oh my God, that's crazy. Anyways, going to the police beating the women. What social issues are most prevalent in Montenegro? You know, in uh, in Montenegro. Uh, we don't have different races, Montenegrins, you know, we all look the same. We don't have black people here, Asian people, you know. It's not usual here to see uh, someone that is different. So um, uh, racism is maybe a problem a little bit. I kind of understand it because I know uh, for myself, when I uh, go to uh, Europe and, and I see all the mixed races, it's just, you know, strange to see that. But of course, it's normal. It's, it's like not a problem. And also, I would say the biggest problem is um, homophobia and uh, LGBT community that's really like not approved here by the people. You know, uh, the government last year, they allowed gay marriages, you know, and people were also mad because of that. And if you, I don't know, uh, see a guy who is just like a little bit different, like the, he's like not strong, doesn't go to a gym, he just like does something different, uh, people just call him uh, gay and bully him immediately. Uh, we have a, a really famous actually fashion designer who is gay and um, a couple of years ago he was beaten up by two guys uh, and it was you know all over the news but um, I think it's still a problem for people here to understand that being gay or lesbian or bisexual is normal. Absolutely and that's that's crazy how like the those people would beat up the designer is this homophobia? Is this homophobia like coming from the religion or traditional values of the country? Where do you think it came from? Yeah, it's because of our history. You know, we are still not developed. Uh, I also think it's because of the environment. We are all the same. We, you, you can like uh, people from other international people, they don't come here, you know. So uh, we don't have that uh, mindset of, uh, you know, international people in Europe and in America. So that's all is just so strange to us. Would you say that Montenegrins that travel abroad 
abroad, do th- are they more open-minded? Are you guys more open-minded about that? Oh, of course, yeah. But there's like, uh, I would say uh, 15% of Montenegrin people are the ones who travel a lot and who actually like wants to maybe have a future outside to go somewhere else, somewhere else. And the other 50% percent are like nationalists, you know, they, uh, and I would say they like more the government, you know, the political party than, than the real country. So that, that uh, that's like how, how I would divide the Montenegrin people. Wait, so you're saying that like the majority of the people like the government? Well, not the majority, like 15% of people. Like I have like uh, half of my friends, they like uh, for the uh, government and uh, uh, they want to stay here. They, they think this is the best place. And the other half, they just want to get out of here and uh, they don't see a future here. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. All right. Now that makes a little more sense. Do you think there's a shift in perspective in young people or do young people our age still think that these conflicts and social issues are valid? I honestly think that unfortunately young people are not going to do anything, you know, good for this country. I think a lot of them are go- are, tr- are trying to go abroad. And I think uh, like the other half are just going to stay with this government or, you know, uh, the former president uh, is going to try to like buy them and buy, buy their votes. And I think it's always going to be just like fighting with government. And I think young people are not really interested to do anything about this country. They just gave up. And I uh, I sometimes comment with some of my friends uh, that like the best thing for us would be to for you know Americans to buy them buy us buy our country and then make like a whole new country because I honestly think there's not not help for us and I recommend everyone to just try and get get out of here you know especially the young people because there is not really a future here that's pretty sad to hear wow it's made me sad to say this because it's a safe this is a safe country and I have everything here but we have bad colleges they are not really good and when it comes to um, jobs and employment there's a lot of percentage of people that are not employed they can't find jobs you know that's a really big problem here if you want to like find a job that is like a bigger position or something like that you really need like to have like some inside connection you know to like know some people or if your uh, family your mother and father like have a big position somewhere you're definitely gonna like find a good job here so it's more like here when they are trying to find employees they are more looking into like your family and if you have some connections then more than like your education like I can come uh, here in Montenegro from Harvard but if there's someone who has a mother or a father that has real good position in like politics or uh, I don't know in some like company uh, that person would get like a better job than me so like you'd say that people that have connections to the government are going to get the best uh, like yeah accommodations all right okay okay but also that's not safe because when government gets like when they lose the party all those people are going to lose their jobs oh that makes sense yeah that makes sense do you keep up with politics and government in Montenegro? Honestly, I, I really don't like politics. And I think it's like the the worst thing in the world. But uh, uh, it's just uh, impossible not to hear about it. And uh, I mostly hear it from my parents. You know, they commented comment on it all the time. And I'm, and I'm just listening to them. So I would say that, I'm, that I pretty much like know a lot, of, a lot of things that is happening here. All right, gotcha. And where do you get that information? Do you mostly get it from your parents? Do you watch it from TV mostly for my parents and sometimes when I like watch TV but I don't watch news that much 
but I would say mostly for my parents. Do you know where your parents get that gets that information? Well, from TV, for newspapers. My dad, uh, he buys newspapers every day. So yeah. Ah, gotcha. Okay, okay. When your parents are getting that information, the news, have they ever noticed like any type of censorship? I would say they they do hide lots of things from us. But, well, uh, I give the the example in the beginning with the airplane company. Like we had that company like since ever. You know, I flew with that company and when the news came out that it's in debt for like 15 million dollars everyone were shocked uh, so I think they hide a lot of you know debt that the country has uh, on, honestly I would say they hide the, like corona you know cases daily corona oh. cases I would say when there is like when it's summer when you know it's like a, a, like a because you know Montenegro is a tourist destination so we live from tourism and uh, yeah I would say in summer they would maybe like say like the corona situation is good we don't have that many uh, cases so uh, they could allow out everything you know so they can earn money and then right like that happened happened like these two years like like uh, uh, right after the uh, summer like in september like the cases would uh, ri uh, rise so much that we that they would like uh, close schools you know that they would that we would go to an online school so yeah i would say especially in corona they they, they hide things just just because you know money and everything economic do they also hide it because like they don't have that information or they don't want to spread or they won't they don't no, want to spread I would say they have information i would say they definitely they have uh, every information but you know ju they're just you know like being smart you know they don't want to like or, or upset people or they just you know think about politics uh, uh, think about economics you know and money mm -hmm. for the country gotcha yeah for sure because you know if there's a lot of covid cases then people are going to get sick and then there's not going to be enough people to work and you're already saying like in montenegro in montenegro there's a big unemployment problem yeah and uh, also what happened last summer, there were these students that got a Hungarian scholarship for university, you know, and that scholarship, you get uh, your university paid from the government, you get your apartment paid, and you get money for food. Ten uh, kids from my school got a scholarship, you know, Hungarian scholarship. And then in August, when they were about, you know, to go to uh, Hungary to, to study university, uh, the government said that they don't have money and that uh, they can have scholarships you know and in august uh, they all like um, have you know school to go to that's so unfortunate for those people yeah. because then like they would be able to go to college go to university or higher education now they can't are they still able to get some sort of accommodations oh. from the government uh, i think most of them like got into like some private university here but uh, the government every year they choose 10 people for that scholarship but now when that happened last year it's not really safe to even apply for that scholarship because you never know what the government gonna say right right for sure and then you were saying that like those those people they're now at private universities in montenegro which are yeah i think they got into a private university because august is you know pretty late to like sent uh, an application for university. Yeah, that's true. So uh, private university was like the only solution. Right. But you were saying that like the universities in Montenegro are not the best. No, especially private universities. Private universities are the worst, but also other universities, I, th I think they're they are bad. What makes like a private university worse than a public university in Montenegro? They don't study, you know, they don't teach you like anything. I know someone who studies in a private university mathematics he showed me you know exams they do when i saw 
all the exams and tasks, they were like the ones I did, you know, in um, in the beginning of high school or something like that. Those universities, you know, they are re- really easy. And when you like pay a private university, uh, it's for sure that you're going to finish it, you know? Yeah, totally. But And I also think that uh, a diploma from a public university is more worth than a private, than from a private university. I know in America, it's not the case. Yeah, it's I, a little different. I would say, uh, say every, uh, everywhere in Europe is the case that the public universities are better or pub- public schools at all, you know, high, high schools, middle schools are better than uh, uh, private. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Do you have a lot of friends from different countries or have you met a lot of people from different countries? Yes, I did. I have a lot. <laughs> Especially and- from Europe, yeah. Yeah, well, I was going to say, like, where are they from? Are they mostly from Europe? or Um, Mostly from uh, West Europe, yeah. Western Europe? Western Europe. Like Spain, France? Uh, France, uh, England, Belgium, Holland. That's very nice, very nice. And where did... Most of you, most of my international friends are from Paris. But I have one friend who who is from Belgium. She she lives in that uh, part of Belgium where where they speak Dutch. Oh, okay. Uh, And uh, she was an exchange, exchange student. Like she came to Montenegro for like seven days. And then I was supposed to go to Belgium, uh, to her house and uh, her high school, but Corona came and I never, I never got a chance to, make, uh, to visit her. Oh no. From all these people you've met from different countries, do you see more similarities or differences? Uh, differences for sure. You have no idea how different like you, you all are from like me and uh, my life here. And what makes it so different? Like what are some of the differences? First, I would say the mindset of people like from Europe and people from Balkan. I would say people from Europe are more you know open-minded like some like things that are strange here are there totally they are to, like totally normal you know uh, for example you know race homophobia and uh, also i would say jobs like life i, I know that in europe it's very important to have a good university to get a good job, where here I, I told you that it's important to have a good connection. Yeah, I would also say that uh, younger people in Western Europe, they are more on their own, you know. Uh, when they're like 15, they, they could al- already, you know, live alone without their parents. They are working, they have their, their own money, they are also studying and they, uh, they can manage everything. Where uh, here, like kids that are like my age in high school, teenagers, we go to school and that's it, you know we have our parents and we mostly rely on our parents and their money uh, i would say that a lot of like teenagers my age uh, they like want to stay with their parents until they get married because you know it's, it's the easiest thing to just rely on, on your parents and take like their money yeah. and also education i would say that education is a lot harder in western europe like here uh, in our schools high schools and middle schools not in universities but high school and middle school like you can cheat on all of your tests and you can use phones all the time you know when like uh, i know uh, that floor that is from holland uh, she told me that like if they catch them with phones uh, cheating on their tests they, they can like punish them yeah yeah I've, like, no, that's the same for my report them to a police or something i don't know 
Oh, not to a police, just to people in the school, like the yeah. principal. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have my next question. Do you see young people advocating for peace and less conflict in Montenegro? Well, no. I uh, honestly uh, see them, uh, a lot of percentage of people, I, I see them going with the, you know, government and uh, uh, fighting for their position, you know, in Montenegro rather than for peace. Then uh, I see uh, also uh, a, a lot of percentage of young people wanting to go, want to go out of Montenegro and just find life um, somewhere else when there, where there's a, like a better education and just a better future than here. Because, you know, it's not really cool to get, I mean, into politics and uh, rely on the government at all. So I would say that young people like don't really care. Um, it's not that they don't care about peace. It's just like um, they are either going to go with the go- government or they're going to try and go out of country. That's crazy how like the, some of the, a lot of young people don't think that there's like a future in Montenegro. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And uh, I think my parents think that there's like not like a future that I want, you know, because, you know, I want to do something different. You know, I don't want to be like everybody else here. Arts, film, it's not really developed here and uh, nobody really cares about it. So and also when I say to some of, you know, teenagers that are my age that I want to, you know, do, do film after high school and go to like a film school or like you know television school they're all like they're not really agreeing to me because it's they not don't really they don't really care is it yeah a lot of young people that are like me uh want to do like law or economics which is like you have the most people doing that job already so and it's kind of like a secure job you're definitely going to find a job in law or economics so i would say most people my age they're going like for a like a safer option with the college gotcha i find it kind of interesting how some of the young people in Montenegro would study in something that where in in Montenegro there's a big problem with or like law and politics and and yeah. economics and i'm like why don't you want to help your country if there's this corruption and conflict yeah right i think it's just never going to stop you know it's like uh, because of this government and just the, the country works like that. The political parties are always, always fighting each other. They want to be like better than the others. There's like not, not help in, the, in that. Yeah, for sure. How can young people help spread awareness to advocate for peace in Montenegro? I honestly really don't know how. Like uh, what a young person is like going to stand up to everybody else and say what you're doing is wrong. Let's like... Uh, uh, do something different like let's change everything you know like nobody like who's gonna have courage to do that you know i think people are gonna destroy you so yeah all right okay but like if somebody was speaking out against the government would they get arrested or would they get i mean no, would they there... wouldn't be arrested but i think they would be hated a lot of people would you know hate them and like uh, don't like they wouldn't like attack them physically but you know with words and everything you know which is also like scary that's why i wouldn't like recommend anyone to just like stand up in in front of like the whole country and say and say something against the government those are all the questions about peace and conflict and now i have a couple questions about food food in montenegro what are the most popular dishes in montenegro or like would you say there's a national dish there are two actually national dishes one uh and there are no words in english for this like one is called the rashtan uh and uh, if you Google uh, Madonna in Montenegro, 
uh, you can find that uh, Madonna was uh, in one hotel and she tried Russian and she said that she really liked it and she uh, I think she also asked for the recipe and, and, uh, and that was like a long time ago I think in 2008 or 9 something like that and uh, Russian is actually like um, big black leaves cabbage leaves I would say that you cook you cook like in a pan in a water uh, you can cook it with uh, potatoes and also meat it's actually really healthy for you it's, it's you know a little bit heavy you know it's more like a winter dish it's really like a real montenegrin dish and also then you have a kachanak uh, it's with a potato it's with flour i think like corn flour and with with cheese you oh. also like like cook that in like a pan that one is not like uh, really healthy it has a lot of calories uh, people actually eat it when they go skiing you know so after skiing uh, it's also like a, a winter dish because it's really heavy yeah those are like two like real like you know, montenegrin dishes so there's rashtan and then there's what is it again kachamak kachamak okay so rashtan hold on so you said that was made out of like meat the, the, like uh, no the rashtan is actually like black leaves like cabbage leaves okay cabbage like, leaves they are they are like they are like dark green and you you can cook just them but you, uh, people usually cook it with potatoes and meat okay what kind of meat is that like beef meat beef okay okay well i wasn't sure if it was like beef or pork or lamb because like yeah it can be lamb also like beef okay or lamb. well wait i'm curious so what is the main religion in montenegro orthodox orthodox okay well like i know is some parts of the balkans like islam is the main religion so i didn't yes, know if that was because in, of like it's in bosnia bosnia and albania isn't it yeah albania and uh, kosovo yeah, I don't know. Well, do you think Kosovo is Serbia or would you think, would you say Kosovo? <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. I can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Don't worry. But the reason why I asked was because, you know, since some of those are, is, are Islamic countries, they can't eat pork because like that's yeah. against the law. So I didn't, I didn't know if like Montenegro had any assimilation with Islam. So like you couldn't eat the pork. Yeah, we can eat the pork. It's like Orthodox, full Orthodox. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. So, so Rashtan, it's cabbage leaves with potatoes and meat. And then there's um, the other Kachamak. one, Kachamak, which is potato. Is potatoes? Potato? You, you mash, you know, you like mash potatoes, cook them in the water with flour. It's usually corn flour uh, with cheese, you know, you melt cheese inside of it. Yeah, it's like, it looks like yellow. It's thick, you know, it's really thick. So is it like polenta? Yeah, it looks like that. It looks like polenta, but... It's not polenta, but it looks like polenta. Oh my God, I'm looking at pictures of it right now. It looks delicious. It's funny. The second picture I see and the title is Bulgarian Kachama. Is the dish Bulgarian also? Like, is it spread no. out throughout the Balkans or is it mostly Montenegrin? It is spread throughout the Balkan, but it's a Montenegrin dish. Like it has Montenegrin origins. Yes, yes. Gotcha. Okay, okay. And also with, with like the leaves of Rashtan, you can make a sarma. You told me that in Turkey they eat sarma without meat. Basically, my friend said sarma in Turkey, in Western Turkey, they'll eat it with more like rice instead, rice and tomato. But then in Eastern Turkey, they'll have it with like meat. I don't know if that's yeah. exactly true. So here, like you mix uh, meat with rice, you mix them, and then you wrap it up with, uh, it can be normal like cabbage leaves, or you can also make it with Russian leaves, which I prefer more, think it's more tasty, and then you cook sarma in the water. 
I mean, Sarma is amazing. So I yeah. bet it's really good too. Now, what is your favorite Montenegrin dish? We don't really have like Montenegrin desserts, you know, but there's this one dessert that is actually, you know, Bosnian, but it's like spread throughout Balkan. Uh, and it's maybe you heard of it, baklava. Oh, baklava. Baklava, yeah. yeah. It's also uh, Turkish. And Greek and Iranian. Yeah, like everyone's. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Uh, I like my grandmother's baklava because in restaurants, uh, baklava is uh, too sweet or it's like too hard. So when you cut it, it breaks. So I don't like to like uh, order it in restaurants. But my, uh, my grandmother, she makes it with like pie crusts. And with walnuts, you know, she mashed walnuts. And then she makes this, like, incredible, like, syrup that she puts, like, all over them, you know. I'm always asking for, from her to make me baklava for my birthday, for, I don't know, holidays, Christmas, Easter. So, yeah, baklava is my favorite. Oh, my God. That's that's amazing. Yeah, baklava, baklava is so good. And is it the same as like the Greek and Turkish baklava or like, is it? Well, I think Greek uh, in, in Greece, they make it with what's like called the, the nut that is like green. Pistachios. Uh, yeah, I think they, they, they make it with pistachio. And here we don't make it with pistachio. We make it with walnuts. Oh, okay. Okay. And do you like it more with walnuts or with pistachios? With walnuts. I don't really like pistachios, you know, by the mom. Ah, gotcha. All right. All right. Um, okay, so do you have a special dish that gives you good memories? I would say baklava, definitely, because I tried to make it and I failed. How did you fail um, making the baklava? Did you like miss a step or did I you forgot it. an ingredient? <laughs> I, I'm sorry for laughing. I just, I don't know why. I mean, have you made it again and like not burnt it? No, I haven't tried. You haven't my tried mom, ever again? Uh, no, my mom also doesn't allow me, so... <laughs> Why doesn't she allow you in the kitchen? Well, because I'm going to ruin all the ingredients that she buys. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Anyways, so you'd say baklava is a dish that gives you good memories. Yes, especially because uh, I always ask my grandmother to make it on, like, holidays or my birthday. So on those, like, special dates. So, like, Christmas reminds me of good food or of baklava, you know. So, yeah. Is it common to have baklava on every single holiday or like mostly Christmas? I, mostly Christmas. Uh, I wouldn't say that like on every holiday we like have special food. On Christmas we do have uh, like all sorts of food, but on like other holidays I, I wouldn't say like that. Okay, okay. Does your family make any dishes different than other Montenegrin families? Do you guys add something to the rashtan or to the... Kachamak, uh, that's not common? Uh, I wouldn't say that my family does that, especially, you know, my mom, she, she doesn't really cook that much, but, you know, my grandmothers, they cook a lot. And, uh, you know, they're really, like, old-fashioned and they do everything, you know, that's, like, old-fashioned and that has been here forever. So I wouldn't say that they, like, do anything, like, special or different. Oh, okay, okay. But do you, have you tried, like, other families' dishes, like, and did they make, like, the the kachamak or the rashtan differently than your family? Well, uh, I would say for uh, rashtan and kachamak, but for baklava maybe, um, uh, like other people may, uh, make it, uh, uh, they make it more sweet. They put a lot, a lot more sugar 
or like their their crust because uh, my grandmother she makes her own crust you know her own pie crust so it's like uh, uh like a domestic pie crust and other people they buy crusts from like supermarkets okay. so uh it's like uh, too you know strong so when you cut it it breaks mm-hmm. and uh, i would say that's the difference you gotcha well props to your grandmother for making it from scratch like that's the best yeah. way what is a dish from montenegro that when i traveled there like i can't miss like if someone's traveling to montenegro what's the most important dish that they have to try uh, i would say that you next to the dishes that i mentioned you have to try our barbecue our barbecue is really good uh, i don't know have you heard about uh, cevapi cevapi no i haven't those are like small sausages and you know you make them on the barbecue you eat them usually with bread and with garlic after you like cook them on the barbecue and uh, they are really common and uh, all the barbecue you know sausages chicken and also we cook a lot of meat in uh in the oven yeah we eat a lot of meat here so i would say our meat our prosciutto prosciutto yeah i know it's italian yeah it's italian no i think it's it looks the same oh oh yeah it's it looks very similar yeah so i would say you have to try our meat because we do eat a lot of meat here nice nice and you said you were talking about the cevapi it's kind of interesting i remember i was talking to some of my friends from bulgaria and they were saying that like they were telling me about this dish called kebabcheta and like is oh. that similar to cevapi like is that the same kebabcheta i think is it like kebab like gyros not gyros like um like minced meat on a stick i think or it's like it's cooked on a or stick like a- uh, mixed meat on, on on a stick like they have meat on a stick yeah and it's yeah, like uh, ground uh, meat ground meat I... uh, hold on let me show you a picture it's it's kind of difficult to describe I, I think i'm getting it but just like sent it to see if i'm right well actually it's not really they're not really sticks it's like that oh it, it's actually pretty much it's not really the same but pretty much this like maybe chevapi they're a little bit smaller uh, smaller and more like and darker it depends on the meat that you use you can make chevapi from pork from beef you can make it from lamb but you can make it for pork or beef nice nice and yeah like that's so that's so interesting how like they have completely different names but they're well they're not really kebab cheta kebab chevap yeah, whatever. <laughs> the language is difficult. Yeah, but, I mean, Bulgaria is like really close and it's actually on Balkan. So I would say yeah. they have a lot of similarity with us. Also, I think, well, I don't know about their language, but maybe like I can understand a few words from their language and they can understand me also. So I would say we have some similarities. Well, yeah, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm not Balkan. <laughs> but wait, okay. So hold on. I have a quick question like, when you were talking about like, you're saying like, when I go to Europe, are you talking about like European Union? Yes. Okay. Okay. Because I was about to say, I'm like, Montenegro is on the continent yeah. of Europe, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah. So I was just making sure. Yeah. But um, I think like only like Balkan countries are not in European Union. Bulgaria is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know Cro- Bulgaria is. And, and Croatia. And yeah, and, Romania. Yeah, Romania, yeah. And Slovenia also. And Croatia. They and just Croatia. recently. Yeah, yeah uh, Croatia recently. And I know um, uh, I listened to some news and uh, uh, they like don't really count Croatia in like Balkan. They're like Croatia and Balkan countries. They're like Croatia is Balkan, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a little interesting. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Croatia is like totally like divide from us. They're like 
when like you go there, you can see there are like total different uh, people than than we are. How so? Are they like more? Is it? Uh, they, they, they became more, you know, European. Mm, gotcha. Okay. And also, uh, they are changing the uh, the uh, money value now in euros. Oh, they're now using euros. Well, not yet, but they're going to change it very soon. Yeah, I think the same for Bulgaria, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, so you were telling me like something I have to try when I come to Montenegro is the barbecue and the chevapi. Yes. All right. What does food mean for Montenegrin culture? Like, would you say food is important? I would say it is important. I know, like, my history teacher uh, told us that Montenegro people, they, they can't really be, like, a good uh, sport players because they eat too much, you know? <laughs> Especially, like, uh, you know, meat and heavy food. So, yeah, I would say it's, it's really important here, like, a good food. Yeah, no, totally. Like, good food is very important. And it's funny, your history teacher was saying that, like, people would, some people would just eat so much food is there an obesity problem in montenegro uh i wouldn't think so no oh okay okay oh uh, yeah i was just curious because well i don't know maybe like just eating a lot of food you know <laughs> okay so i have one more question then two questions like as a whole what dish or food gives you a sense of home or like a sense of comfort um I would say my, like all my grandmother's dishes, you know, like uh, we have these, like, have you heard about Burek? Yes, yes, yes. I love uh, Burek. Burek is actually like Bosnian, but it's spread all, all around the Balkan. Uh, it's uh, like a pie with meat. Oh, really? Wait, that's not oh, the Burek like, I know. But, but like uh, pies, that's, that's how I can translate it. You know, like pies are different there but like oh yeah 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 we have like you know also pie with cheese that is like it's not like a pie in america but right. uh, it's like with a, a really thick crust and then it has meat meat inside it you can also have it uh, with cheese or with like uh, cabbage also or maybe uh, you can mix cabbage and cheese and put it in a pie and uh, uh burek you eat it for breakfast we have some like really like famous burek stores or i don't know like burek they're not like restaurants but like they make really like, good burek. like shops and, yeah like shops uh, and uh, you eat burek with yogurt or yeah it's like a tradition you eat it with yogurt oh and, yeah yeah i would say burek is like like the best uh, breakfast ever but it's like so unhealthy you know because <laughs> it's really oily and like uh, it's a pastry so right. yeah yeah no that's that's so interesting that you were talking about like how people would eat it with yogurt i think that the balkans and Turkey or like the birthplaces of yogurt or like Bulgaria is like known to be the birthplace of yogurt. Is that true? Uh, I I haven't heard of it. That like Balkan, like yogurt uh, was made in Balkan. Apparently. Or like no, that's I where it was created. It. Really? Oh my God. No. There's like, there's like so many theories about where yogurt really? came from. It was like, is it from Bulgaria? Is it from Turkey? Is it from Armenia, Russia? Like there's a whole really? thing. No, I have to Google it then. Yeah, no, it's well, really have, interesting. Yeah. Wait, so you, you were talking about like different types of burek. Yes, so you have it with meat, with cheese, uh, with cabbage. Uh, you can also mix cabbage and cheese and it's like together so those like the three types of the types of burek those sounds so good i mean yeah. like just think of like a cheese pastry or like a beef pa- yeah. or like a meat pastry 
delicious. My favorite is with cheese, but you know, with meat, the first burek was with meat, you know, so it's like the traditional burek. Oh, so, yeah. gotcha. But it, it's delicious. Let's say somebody was going to Montenegro or let's say I was going to Montenegro. Where would you recommend me to go? So uh, you should definitely come in summer because it's a, it's a really nice weather and i would rec- recommend you definitely your the coast by the by the sea we have a, a beautiful uh, beaches and a, a beautiful sea water is really good also there's a, a like a lot of fancy places uh, in the cities by the sea a very famous like world number one tennis player uh, Novak Djokovic uh, got married in the like coast of Montenegro there's this be- beautiful like beautiful little island that is called like saint stefan uh it's like a small like island but if you want to go there it's you know really fancy and you have to pay to go there also the beaches are just beautiful you have like all different types of beaches that like i would recommend to to go to and then after the like the cities by the sea i would definitely recommend the north uh, the mountains especially in the summer we have this beautiful lake that is called black lake and it's like it's like a big lake that is surrounded by all the mountains and like the forest it's just beautiful there so i would recommend uh, north and south oh my god i'm looking at pictures right now it's incredible like uh, mountains they're pretty in in winter and in summer because in winter you have snow that's crazy like and like the beaches are like crisp crisp blue water like yeah so like cool. we we really have a beautiful nature our nature is really beautiful no literally like it's your country is blessed with land like that's amazing yeah, like montenegro is famous like for beaches and like sea and like summer you know yeah for sure it's it's gorgeous what would you recommend going to the capital city uh well no because there, there's really like nothing to do here for tourists uh, you know the capital is like in the middle of montenegro and in in summer it's so hot like you you can't go out how hot it is you don't really have anything here you have like shopping malls good shopping malls and uh, not really that's like monumental here in the capital so yeah. i wouldn't recommend capital all right okay okay. and we also in the in the uh, south cities by the sea uh they all have like their old parts you know with like big uh, uh, balls uh that that are made from stone and like those like old parts are really beautiful oh wow that's that is beautiful that's amazing like where in the country are those so I would recommend to Google Kota. I would say that's our most beautiful city. Kota? They are by the sea. Oh my god. Wow. It looks like it's on a river actually. No, it's on it's by the sea. Hold on, hold on. I need to look up look at this. But up uh, you know why it looks like that? Because uh uh we have like a sea and a beach, and then all around the sea there are mountains, and you can really find it. Uh it's not really common you know it's really rare to see that oh that makes sense that makes sense okay okay yeah it looks like a lake at first but then like it yeah. connects to the ocean and that, gotcha. that's what's amazing like when you swim in the sea you're like surrounded by the mountains that's amazing oh my god so kotor i'm definitely gonna keep that i'm gonna write that down yeah i have to go there that's amazing like it's gorgeous although do a lot do most tourists go there like if you like if you went yes, there in, like in summer it's like so crowded like last summer in 2021 we had more tourists than uh, citizens in those like uh, those towns you know oh it was God. like so crowded so i would recommend you to come like at the end of august when like uh, it's like less crowded gotcha okay okay 
All right. So I have one more question for you and it's a little bit of a scenario. So I want you to think about it. I want you to pretend that you've met someone that doesn't know anything about your country whatsoever. This means that like they don't know anything good or anything bad about Montenegro. And you could tell them one thing about your country. What would you tell them? Well, I would tell them come in summer and explore the beautiful nature, but stay there just for seven days and then go. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Um, but no, it's definitely like nature. Tough. Nature is really good. Yeah, we have really good nature. And I would recommend everyone to go to come and see that because I think it's a really like a good experience to see something we have here. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's incredible and like just breathtaking. All right, Dunya, that's the end of the interview. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I had Thank so much for, fun. Thank you for asking me. No, I, I, loved learning about, I loved learning about Montenegro. This was great. How do you say thank you in Montenegrin? Or... Uh, hvala. 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 It's with H. It starts oh, with H. Hvala. Or like, how do yes. you say thank you for your time? Uh, <laughs> hvala ti na tvom vremenu. Hvala. <laughs> hvala ti ti. Okay, again. Hvala ti. Hvala ti. Uh, na tvom. Na tvom. Vremenu. Vremenu. Hvala ti, hvala ti ma tvom vremenu. I, like I butchered that. I'm gonna... <laughs> I, I got a long way to go. Thank you for listening to my Global Youth's Perspective podcast. My goal is to share insight into the lives and cultures of my friends around the world, and hopefully we can listen to each other, bridge our differences, and make this world a better place.